The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Good evening, Rick. Would you believe it's, it's Dr. Doom? What's on your evil mind? Oh, you insulting tongue and mock my words well. What about this woman that you are really hired, Mr. Stark? Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of the Cumber Chronicles. Can you feel it? Nothing can save you, because this is the season for catching the vapors. And since I got time, what I'm going to do, let me introduce you to my crew. I am your host for tonight, Roddy Cat. You thought it was going to go any farther than that. Nope, you're wrong. Uh, you can find me at Roddy Cat on Twitter and Instagram. You can also find me at News News Need on Twitter. You can also find me at CB Caps on Instagram and News News Needs Reddit. And you all know... I was about to call him TJ Swan. See, I was about to screw it up right then. Agent underscore 70 on Instagram and Twitter. What's up, everybody? And sadly, no, um, no, um, Big Daddy Kane is in the house with us. Mm. And nor do we have PCN underscore Dirt, who is a PCN underscore Dirt on Twitter, and uh, uh, popculturenetwork.com, popculturenet on Twitter, and all of his satellite um, um, sites Websites. therein. And also. He's not Bismarcky, so can't even do that to him. Tim, D-O-G-G-9-8, the Osiris of this ish. He's at that address on... He's not at the Osiris of the stuff, but Tim, D-O-G-G-9-8 on Twitter. Uh, CB Cron on Twitter. Uh, Click Nation on Twitter. That's D-K-L-I-Q-N-A-T-I-O-N and theclicknation.com. But, of course, uh, his claim to fame got everybody knowing his name over on Combo Resources, where he's writing his face off. <laughs> And not that terrible movie that um, that Travolta and What's-His-Face did, uh, Cage. But you can find this here program on... <laughs> thank you, that was very much undeserved, but thank you anyway. Um, you can find this podcast on CSPN.us. That's the Cold Slither Podcast Network. Do it today! Exactly. <laughs> And you can also subscribe to this podcast on Google Play, uh, Apple iTunes, a.k.a. Apple Podcasts, although I ain't no telling how long they're going to do uh, iTunes anymore. Right, iTunes being phased out, it's just going to be Apple Podcasts. Yep, pretty much. Um, also, uh, Spotify and the CB, CSPN's SoundCloud page. And with that, all of that out of the way, we will get into, like we do all the uh, this time, all the damn this week's comics and we are going to start off with um i dare say without spoiling it potential click of the week for a couple of the uh, folks right stuff included justice league number 25 right so this is a pretty important issue in uh uh when taken in the you know grand scheme of things, because we've seen teasers and lead-ups to this 
event, the summer event going into the fall event for DC called Year of the Villain. And before we get to the story that's in uh, the, the pages of Justice League number 25, bear in mind that we only had the vaguest idea of what the Year of the Villain might entail, but we actually are uh, have a, a bit of a framework established in this issue. So uh, if you're curious, you may want to uh, read this. Uh, it helps explain what happened in the uh, free comic book day and the 25 cent issue. Yeah, which I don't remember. Um, I remember kind of thumbing through, but didn't read it. And yeah, definitely not since issue 22 have we gotten an an issue as important as this. Right. So, you know, that that whole... Probably going to skip ahead just one quick second. That whole after the main thing where the, the whole year of the villain stuff comes in... Mm-hmm. Almost felt like an end credit scene. Yeah, just a lengthy one. Yes, because obviously this so this was a double sized um, a double sized issue, and it pretty much wrapped up. Uh, well, not even pretty much, but it wrapped up uh, the Justice League in the sixth dimension or whatever dimension they were in, right? Uh, and them getting back home and also getting a new member. Looks like right. That was a weird turn of events. Right. So. Just to give everyone a quick recap, so the Justice League have been dealing with uh, plots, you know, over the course of Snyder's 25-issue run so far on the Justice League. He's been building to this. So there have been a couple of um, plot lines that have been thread through this book and kind of picking up on the threads from Dark Knight's Metal. So, uh, you know, there are these kind of... um, I guess the, there, there's this one ancient being called Perpetua, and Perpetua had uh, children, uh, well, two of whom we're familiar with, the Monitor and the Anti-Monitor, and the third of whom um, we were just introduced to is called the Forger of Worlds. And, you know, there's all sorts of, you know, world-shaping shenanigans going on with these characters. And the reason why Perpetua has been heretofore unknown to us and has been retconned into existence—that's um, all. That's all been ex- that has all been explained over the last number of issues. Now we're dealing with some stuff happening in the sixth dimension, as Radicat mentioned, and uh, dealing with the alternate universe, possible alternate timelines, um, and. Uh, we, we find the Justice League trying to get out of a trap being laid, that has been laid for them. That's where we find um, uh, the main story uh, focus uh, coming to, you know, basically um, coming to a conclusion in the the first half of this issue. Right. And part of that trap was kind of sort of laid, but you kind of figured it was a ruse, which it kind of was, by one Batman. Right. um, Who basically plays his cards out, but it turned out it wasn't it was it wasn't so much of a ruse in that he kind of played on the world forger's um uh sensibilities I, don't, I guess for like for lack of a better word because you know you, you seemingly seem see batman kind of change sides which he did but he didn't right because while he did believe in the vision of what world forger was doing he was also doing it in service of, you know, helping out his team, which right. 
which was a weird way to go about it, but it worked out. So I was like, huh, okay. It's right. He was he was kind of playing on Superman coming to save the day, which is right. terrible. Because exactly. I'm like, wait, like, what kind of battle plan is that, Bats? <laughs> but, um, but it also shows, but it was also like, yeah, hey, uh, the power of friendship, and, and which is something right. Batman, you know, is right. not necessarily It reminded me, for. I mean, obviously it's not a battle plan because there's a little bit more strategy involved, but it kind of makes me uh, chuckle. There's an issue, and I love to re- reference it just as a quick aside. Um, there's an issue of The Incredible Hulk, issue number 300, where... Uh, he's already, you know, the Hulk has basically lost any any sort of vestige of uh, Bruce Banner at that point. And um, the Avengers are, are tasked with uh, trying to stop him rampaging through the streets of Manhattan. And uh, the Avengers have like a, an order of battle, right? Where the, the Vision is uh, calling out a strategy. And the strategy is basically, all right, let all the weaker Avengers do some stuff to, to the Hulk and try to, you know, uh, well, not necessarily weaker because he uses a... Um, Captain Marvel to try to shock uh, the Hulk into turning back to Bruce Banner with gamma radiation doesn't work. But at the end of the day, he tries all these strategies, all these stratagems, and Thor comes comes out and says, all right, but Vision told me to hang back because, you know, I'm the last line. So here I am, you know, I'm the last line of defense, so this is the Vision's grand plan. Let's throw everything at him, and if all else fails, we have to so that kind of made me, you know, it kind of made me laugh uh, thinking about uh, Batman's plan. Like, all right, we're going to go along with all this, but I'm really hoping that Superman comes and saves my butt. Right. You know, I'm kind of laying something out for him, but I'm really hoping he can figure it out. You know. Right. But, well, the, I was about to say by putting him in a situation in the first place, but actually that wasn't him. It was Warford who did it. He just kind of just kind of played with what was given. Right. So... But yeah, that that all being said, it was like yeah, everybody was doing that thing and fighting. The Justice League was basically fighting their future, quote unquote, future selves, and then the battle plan kind of hinged on, like uh, Agent Seventy said, <laughs> just just kind of hinged on Superman being able to get back to the crew, like True. a beacon, like a light beacon. Now, my only thing was this was when he when Superman got back into it, and I think there's been an article before. Uh, this I have seen an article about this recently, but. Um, when he came in, which there was a c- couple of good splash pages, by the way, from from that. But when he came in and essentially landed, uh, landed the blow at Ground Zero, it seemingly took out a whole, like pretty much everything within. Well, pretty much everything it seems like it was like it was like it looks like the whole place was was decimated. There were a bunch of people at Ground Zeroes that were still there, like nothing happened. So I'm sitting here like, okay, I know it was kind of sort of directional, but every and everybody was kind of scrambling to get out of the way, but it seemed like that, you know, that punch seemed uh, nuclear <laughs> with with power the way it was expressed, and they yeah. were still pretty much close, and everybody was pretty much still close enough to be, you know, wiped out, wrecked about it. So I'm like, okay, but you know what, comics, we're just gonna let that slide. Right, like they didn't even, you know, with the the the, the standard. Uh, the standard is uh, uh, at the resident GL. The resident lantern throws up a shield. You would think, right? Everyone. Right, and but they don't show that at all. Right. Because yeah, because when they showed him, it was like he was pretty much scrambling, you know, just like everybody else. And you yeah, exactly right. that would normally what we have. But even then, well, you know, a, a green lantern's shield has never necessarily held up to what's the seemingly power of that, you know, which was given out. 
or at least not for that long. But hey, you know, you know, maybe it could have been both of them together. There's like, oh shit, and pssst. right. I absolutely understand where you're where you're coming from because I was I was reading that like uh, so they all survived, right? So I'm like, okay, you know what? Sure, sure. So we'll we'll just we'll just we'll just, we'll just and then after that was the part that got me because even you mentioned it. So mm-hmm. after he lays, you know, he he he. Um, he he lays the uh, a Friday punch on him. Right. Um, uh, shout out to uh, shout out to what was it Tiny Lister? I think it is. <laughs> uh, he lays a Friday punch on him. Debo. He deboed him. Uh, yeah, deboed him. <laughs> right. He deboed him. <laughs> Superman debos the World Forger, and um, <laughs> and uh, he knocked him into next Friday, and. <laughs> Uh, uh, basically, after all that, it's hey, you want to join up with us, right? And I was like, record scratch, what? Um, seriously, which seriously. Their, their explanation that's for what, it. spoiler alert because right. that's really the biggest spoiler from this part of the book. I apologize, yeah, that's, that's you know, it's a super. I apologize, movie. I should have rang it before I mentioned that because it just got me so off the hook. Like, what are they talking about? I mean, it was going to go one way or the other. You know, I honestly didn't, just like you and Regin, did not expect it to go that way. But at the same time, when they started explaining, it, I was like, okay, wait, really? They're going to have him? Nope, they did. They had him join up. It was just like, nah, we're not going to fight you. Join us. Like, uh. Like, what is going on? Which I'm assuming maybe that's going to play out in this uh, year of the villain. Something's going to play out of that, or they'll get back to it after the year of the, year of the villain. Actually, no, I take it back because it's, it's kind of a part of it. Because so going forward into Luther's plan, which has been laid out, which was Perpetua's plan, uh, that she needed power, not unlike uh, Bobbity trying to resurrect Boo. If for you Dragon Ball Z fans. Um, she needed a bunch of power so that she may live and get enough to get her to get her power to come back to the world. Um, and you know the way Luther did it was to send out Mixoplex, which well actually it wasn't Luther, but apparently somebody sent out Mixoplex, and then then Luther and crew saved the world with that might. Uh, but in while the Justice League was gone, that was enough to kind of at the very least get the world in play, which will give. You know, once once uh, Luthor's plan gets out there, give her the energy she will need. So now that the Justice League is back, and this has already been laid out there before they got back, you know, they have an uphill battle. So I guess the the World Forger stuff is going to come into play within all of that, because you know, there's like, well, World Forger's like, hey, I can get my brothers to to help because we fought Perpetual before. So and you know. We know what she, we know what she needs, and scene. So, which, like I said, leads into them coming back and seeing the state of the world, and um, going into right. whatever this year the villain thing is going to be. Right. So I'm totally going to ring the spoiler bell again because I just wanted to get into the concept here. Mm-hmm. So basically. While the Justice League were away in the sixth dimension, uh, the Legion of Doom and uh, that might <laughs> took out Mixoplex. Right. And uh, Luthor gets on the interwebs and says, Hey, guess what? The world's coming to an end. 
right? You know, because of the whole source wall thing. Yeah, and it's all the Justice League's fault. Right. He basically damned on the Justice League and, and let right. the world know about what, everything that's been going on since, uh, I guess, Dark Knight's Metal. Right. In a sense. So they screwed up. So you know what? Um, I'm, you know, he basically says, I'm going to give away all my money. I'm going to, you know, uh, distribute all my weapons and scientific breakthroughs to the people he thinks will make better use of them, to the people who will show us the way to save ourselves. So, you know, you, you can choose justice or you can choose doom. And uh, that's that's the path that they're... That, the, that's the choice that he's uh, giving them, the false choice. And, um, you know, basically it's uh, it, it's almost like the purge. That's what, the, you know, I, I was trying to come up I with know. an idea, yeah. you know, like a, a similar idea. And that's what, that's what it almost sounds like. It sounds like, that, you know, he's trying to start a worldwide purge. Oh, surely, yeah. Again, and yeah, and all this is in server. I'm like, I, you know, like we, we were discussing this just before the show. Right. Sorry to interrupt you. You know, hold on to your thought. That's all right. And, I was, you know, and, and for whatever reason, that was on the tip of my tongue and it just wouldn't come forth. So I, I apologize. That's the sort of why I'm kind of like, whoa, that's what that's what I've been thinking of. It no, sounds it like, yeah. you know, like reading the last page now while we were trying to you know, uh, uh, summarize it. Like, wait a second. That's that's kind of what this is. Yeah. But and, and as I said earlier, there is also a some similarities with some other with um, at least one other. um uh, DC event, at least a small, small ways in there, because this kind of reminds me of what happened during the course of '52, where while he didn't give away all his money and stuff, he basically gave people powers, a bunch of people, uh, you know, everybody's powers. But in a spoiler alert, at the end of that, kind of gave it, put it back. I mean, kind of took it back, um, which I, I can't imagine that's not happen. That's not going to happen then, um, in this. But like I said, there was some small thing kind of similar to that, and yeah, the purge is pretty much a an interesting analogy, you know, one that actually works um, a lot better. But oh, and we also find out like during the course of um, which again, like I said earlier before we the, did this, uh, yeah, you read this, and it even has a footnote. For the uh, free comic book day stuff and the the year of the villain special um, mm-hmm. that came the one shot that came out uh, earlier this earlier last month, which yeah you may want to read if you didn't already do so because yeah it, it touches on something that happens then and basically brings you brings you forward. So, but of course the stuff that happens in that at least one thing kind of didn't happen the way you would think it did because obviously it wasn't going to. Because <laughs> even when they started, even when they started talking about it, I was like, "Wait, because I, did I even know that happened?" I'm like, "No," because I didn't read that issue. But even then, I'm like, "That there's no way in the world that stuck, you know, right. or even happened, you know, in any meaningful fashion." And sure enough, I was right because we see um, two of the Legion of Doom in conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, just like the old Super Friends days, <laughs> one coming right. out of some chamber and the other is just kind of like, yep, everything's in place. And there you go. Everything kind of goes out and goes from there. Pretty much. So ultimately, you know, this is, I thought, a, a pretty good kickoff to this event. Mm-hmm. Um, got me interested. Right. And, uh, you know, and I and I know that it got uh, Tim Dog 98 very interested. 
Yeah. And I think I got uh, uh, PC and underscore dirt interested in it, even though it put him to sleep today. Oh, no! You know, sometimes after a good book, you will end up going to sleep. So, but, but, um, uh, but yeah, no, it was, it was a very interesting read. So, um, you know, it, it's very one of the very few times where DC wasn't losing today or hasn't been losing recently. So I'm all right with, you know, uh, with giving them, uh, you know, a little bit of uh, fanfare today. Actually, and it won't be, it won't be the, the only one this week, actually. Um... But we will get to that in probably a few. All right, all right. What's what's uh? What's right. So let's get to the yeah. other. So let's get to our, an event that's in progress, and that would be World of the Realms number five. Yes. So, you know, I I've I've kind of slightly had a change of heart about the main book because it feels like the main book is just basically serving recaps into everything else other which we may have actually been saying. Right. Um, that it's the the main book's pretty much been serving a recap to everything else that's been going on in the other main books, and that still kind of holds true in this because it pretty much you know you, you but and, and also at the same time you see well clearly some missions are over with or something because you see some people that are in other minis um, surrounding that well I guess you could say depending on the timing probably shouldn't be in the, in the, the place that they were in unless right. that their part of the mission was over which more likely you know with the main book probably would be and everything else is mm-hmm. going to feed into it so it kind of could go both ways um but that being said right but to serve right to serve as like the main engine of the story right you know, we, you know they just have to keep chugging forward with the characters that they need so right. they put them into the places that they need so so continue so in speaking of engine and i felt like i i missed something i like i almost went back to four and reread it i was thinking because like wait a minute when did some of this stuff happen but then i forgot that hey some of the stuff is also coming out of uh other miniseries so maybe i didn't necessarily miss something but it was probably something i hadn't read yet or whatever the case so um, all of the fronts are being served and served well because um, you see you know, bits and pieces going on from different parts of the world and different parts of the book including um, I guess you could say at least one from this week I don't know but everything gets touched on but there's also a, a kind of a main throughput uh, having to do with Thor mm-hmm. and by some extent and by extension which we know was going to happen anyway Jane Foster um, because Thor is pretty much this is pretty much leading to the la- the, uh, the last battle with Malekith, basically, uh, essentially, with uh, the lives of his his uh, parents, kind of, mm-hmm. you know, hanging, hang- not necessarily hanging on by a thread, but you know, in the balance. So this is uh, basically Thor getting to the point to where, you know. Um, he's trying to figure something out. Something happens to the World Tree, Yggdrasil. That was very surprising. Right, exactly. That's why, art wise, why I think art I wise, Yeah, art-wise, the way they pulled that off was like, whoa. Right. Like, shout out to Russell Dowderman and Matt Wilson on that one. Right, I was like, huh. That, you, you wouldn't think something like that would be would be able to get pulled off. But, and, it is magic. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. So... 
Um, but seeing the visual, what, what, what Rodney Cat is referring to is a visual that you can't actually believe. <laughs> um, you know, even in comics, it's kind of one of those things you're just like, oh, that is funky. Right. And it's that's... on the first page. Right. So. You know, and it's kind of developed, you know, the concept is developed as they explain what on earth is going on. So, Or in this case, not on earth, but yeah. Right. Or what actually is going on, so... So, yeah, so which leads uh, Thor with sans sunscreen uh, on a mission to Kikuchazil while, you know, everybody else is doing their thing. But the, the, also the weird thing about it is, like, you see Thor in a few different places during the course of this book. And I'm assuming there's like either a time jump or I, I, I that's what you watch. There's definitely a, there's a now and a then. Right. So, and I was thinking, like, well, something I feel like I missed, because, like, I see all this going on, but at the same time, he's going to do this thing in the now, and then they, right. you know, kind of cut back, and then they go back to the now, and then the rest of it kind of goes from there. It's like, okay, well, clearly this, just, this is what's yeah. happening when Thor got back into the fight. Right. The, yeah, what I was going to say is, I think the gist of it was, and I'm glad that we had a chance to kind of step away from it and then talk about it, because uh, I agree. I think Thor getting back into the fight was the end of four. Right. And now we've gotten the after effects of that. And then Thor kind of going off on a separate mission afterwards. Right. Like they've kind of turned the tide a little bit, but in order to really win the war, Thor has to do something else. Right. Yeah. And of course, it, as it tends to do in these things, the, the big final battle has to, has to happen, which is leading up into the next issue. Right. And sure enough, it's. I mean, while we don't get to that point yet, but you know everything up until before that point gets there. So we see Thor going through his thing, and at the same time, we get to see Jane Foster. You know, who's you know fighting fighting a battle in her you know in her own way as the All Mother, and she has Gungnir and you know doing her thing with with the people she's with. Um. But at a certain point in the now, while Thor is, you know, going through his ordeals, she goes through something, which was also kind of weird in itself because it's like, I was like, wait, that thing she picked up seems familiar from a classic Thor standpoint. But knowing what she's going to end up being, I'm like, I don't, nothing like that has been ever needed to be the case. Right. It's, it's a weird amalgam of things because I'm not sure what, what we're talking about. Spoiler alert. Hmm. I'm not sure if what we're talking about is actually going to be the final product, right? You know what she's going to become. So, so we all unfortunately we know what's going to happen because we read solicits and we have to order comics ahead of time because we're good customers like that. <laughs> so we know that Jane Foster's story is not over. Mm -hmm. Her story as Thor may be ending, but may not quite may, may not be over just yet. But right. Um, what she picks up are the remnants of the War Thor's hammer, Volstagg's hammer. Okay, so that was the part I was missing because I knew she picked right. it up. And, and matter of fact, yeah, because they had mentioned Volstagg when he was doing right. whatever he was doing, you know, being the War Thor. I was like, wow, I missed that one. Right, because because the Warhammer was calling, but not for me. There's that part where he's about to take over the destroyer armor. Right. And that's what you know. It's kind of like a. It's it's not clear. It's only clear if you, I hate to say this, if you've been reading Thor, like you, if you put that part together. Sure. You know, from the pages of Thor. If you've been um, reading Thor before this stuff happened. Before right, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. 
exactly. If you've been reading, uh, you know, the, and remember that War Thor with the Volstag stuff it was like a year plus ago. Well, you know, when Jake Wasser was still running around the store. So it's been a while. Um, <laughs> the War Thor. That's some yeah. shit. <laughs> so, so ultimately, um, you know, it, it's, it, it's, I, you know, I'm pretty excited to see where this goes. Because it, you know, if anything, Aaron's been kind of unpredictable up until now. So we'll see how how he wraps up this story. Um, it is it does have potential to to end as epic as it started, for sure. I agree. I agree. So we will see. And I was reading your notes. Um, you would have seen Jane Foster's T-shirt in. Thor prior to the to this event, right. but it wasn't straight out of Compton. Okay, it was straight out of Chemo. Ah, on Twitch, sure. Okay, for her, I, I get, I see that. All right. Yeah, because I saw the straight out. I was like, okay, that clearly is the shirt that is modeled after. But I'm right. like, but you couldn't read the the last part of it, and I'm like, okay. Right. She hasn't had time to change her wardrobe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, war starts and yeah, exactly. As soon as the war starts, that's it. They jump right in. Right. Wait, I thought she was I thought it was already in remission. Oh, it's I guess like, yeah, because it was out of remission and she was just had to okay, never mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Because I was about to say, yeah, because that whole that whole chemo stuff had been de- dealt with like what last year? Well she'd been do- undergoing it, right. Once she stopped being Thor. Right, because remember the, the the whole idea was that every time she became Thor, it would burn it out. Right, exactly. All all of the chemo, all the meds would just burn out of her system. Right, so she would be okay, but then as soon as she turned back, she would get you know, none of those yeah. right, none of those meds would be in her system, and uh, the cancer would be uh, free to uh, multiply. Right. So, also fuck cancer. Right. So, um, but yeah, no, like this is exciting. I'm, I'm, I'm actually excited to see where this ends. I'm kind, I'm, I'm kind of disappointed that um, it's going to be, you know, that we're, we're still kind of catching up with the, with the tie-ins to kind of yeah. finish up the stories because it seems like, like you said, some of the tie-in stories are already finished by this point. You know, by this issue, you know, like, right. like the, the war, the Spidey's War of the Realm, uh, the Spidey's League of the Realms book, right. uh, seems like it's already done because you know he's he's. You know, dealing with his own group of uh, converts, right? And yeah, exactly. It was like, wait, because I I thumbed through that issue, or I thumbed, yeah, I thumbed through that, and I was like, okay, I need to go back and actually read read it because I'm like, I don't remember this happening. <laughs> <laughs> but um, and another book, uh, I guess we can go ahead and get into right now. Oh, just real quick, sure. Did you did you take a look at the image of the cover for the last uh, issue? Yes. The storm of Thor's, where they bring in the future yes. Thor. That's a, that's an obvious. Like, wait a second, this is Aaron totally going for the gust. Again, like, like I said, he's tying it all together. Right, he plays with his toys, so <laughs> it's pretty cool. I'm just like, wait a second, we've been on this ride this whole time, and you know, it, it's it's paying off, and it's 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 a nice feeling. Yeah. So, like I said, it it has the potential of um, ending as epic as it started. We're hoping that it will. You know. The side stuff, side stuff aside. And speaking of side stuff, um, let us get into, if we're done with that, yep. uh, War of the Realms Journey into Mystery number four, which is the penultimate issue of this mini, uh, which again, you know, you would think this is the mission that I was referring to with Balder uh, being on, which as of this issue is still on it. Mm-hmm. 
but you know like i said by the time we it catches up with um uh water rums number five probably water rums number six will probably be out but uh naturally no because it'll be two weeks um um that but this is almost this mission's almost over so we finally get an ex- explanation on lausa right um which I'm given the source of how we hear this from, it makes sense, but at the same time, it's like, how does he know all this stuff? But then it just got explained by, it's like, I'm a dog, they don't pay any attention to me, and I just hear things. Which, I'm like, yep, problem, yeah, okay, I see that. Shout out to Fori, one of the the better characters to come out of Aaron's run. I freaking love Thori. Thori is pretty awesome. Um, shout out to you know shout out to uh, Marvel Creative like making uh, talking dogs a thing. <laughs> Excuse <laughs> you me, you know uh, the god of dogs, right? You know there's Thori and there's um, back on his name. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What's the uh, what's the what's the the ghost dog from uh, Doctor Strange? Oh again? yeah, Bats was in the yeah, yeah. Bats. Oh yeah, because that's right. Because I forgot to mention that from uh, from uh, the main book. Yeah, the, right. Because there was a there was a panel where Thori and Bats were like was like yeah, I'm, they they were basically trying to handle handle a person. So yeah, shout out shout out to uh, Marvel creative. You're like, hey, we're gonna make some talking pets now. I was like, all right. <laughs> Which Bats was like, he was like, oh, poor Bats because he can't really do anything. But he was like, yeah, I'll haunt you. <laughs> like, like I'll haunt the heck out of you, and Thori's like, I will eat you. <laughs> or, as, or he's like to say, I am the, the best eater of witches ever. <laughs> well, he is the best eater of everything ever. But anyway, um, so yeah, journey into mission uh, mystery number four. We're um, like I said, we get explanation explanation in the Lausa. We, I think we pretty much have an issue. Uh, we have the explanation, even though it hasn't been said yet. But it's, it's it's been noted as to how Ares knows where they are at all times, because that and if if from what we see from a a particular panel or two suggests, um, we don't know why that's the that's the case, but we will I guess we will find out next issue, right. Because it, it the, the the person in question that we're talking about seemed to might be the might be the one partially behind uh, part of the shenanigans. Mm-hmm. But that being said, uh, the crew ends up in uh, Carson City because they're running low on funds, and of course, with their luck, they run into uh, a convention full of henchmen. So they tend to cast this plan to go in. Um, you know, to go in Ocean's Eleven style. At, at first, you know, to play the slots, you know, play, you know, to, to, to gamble like normal. But then they see all these henchmen. like, you know what? We're just going to steal a whole bunch of money from them because it's, it's a convention full of henchmen. Who cares? And then they get discovered, and a big battle blow, uh, blows out. And uh, during the midst of the chaos, spoiler alert, it also gets taken by Ares, mm-hmm. which once again seems by design. Given given the the panel, given a couple of panels, particularly the one where he actually has her, so which leads um, you know, again, uh, Thori being in this issue gets roughed up by by Ares real quick, but he turns out to be fine. It's okay. Um, and now that Ares has Lausa, and the crew is going to end up chasing them in whatever next issue. 
but um, I do, I did enjoy. This is also kind of a, a slight petition collection week for a couple of things. Because one, this this uh, mini has been pretty fun the whole way through. Um, right. It's been know. longer than I think it should have been. Perhaps mini, Maybe. but it's given it time to tell a fun story. That's the kicker. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I feel like it's been all right, but yeah, I I can see where they could have probably cut. You know, it could have been cut. Um. But yeah, this is the McElroys. Yes, like yes, as we said before. These the, are the D and D guys, right? Uh, yes, amongst other things, but yes, they're, they're from the Adventure Zone podcast, and you know, formerly a couple of them formerly Polygon and whatever other stuff that they're getting into podcasting wise. Internet superstars, the McElroys. I dare say I want to say it's probably their dad writing the bulk of this, but I don't know the because uh, I know he's also got another book uh, if not out, coming out with Marvel pretty soon Clint um, I can't remember the name of it but I think we'll probably be talking about it at some point regardless um, uh, but regardless of how they're doing it yeah, it, it is definitely them so, yeah, that that's pretty much the uh, the, the thing on that one like I said, it's, a, it's a fun issue, we're getting into the last issue where like I said, this is going to be the big face off with, uh, I guess, Sindar and Aries, which I feel like he'll turn coming. Right. I hate using that term because I'm not a wrestling fan, but... Or face turn? Yes, whichever one. It'll be a face turn, right, if Aries goes good. Yes. Right. It'll be a face turn. Yes. Thank you. No worries. Um, so, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, Spidey making it rain. That was, <laughs> I love that part. What's that? I said uh, Spidey, uh, Miles made it rain. And everybody called called attention to it. Oh sure, that that part was pretty fun. Where they were just in in the casino wrecking had havoc with all the the, the hench people. Four hench people. Yes. So anyway, so, uh-huh. it's like I feel like I have punched this guy before, but anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was like you know what, probably so. Which I thought that was good because it was like you know what, it wouldn't be, I would be, it would be a surprise if he actually did. It's like actually punch that person. I'm like wait, I know you. You were in issue, you know. See issue this issue of 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 Miles' book or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was it. Uh next up, uh the last War of the Realms time that I read, because I know there is a couple of more and a couple of other books. Uh and it looks like you've read it also, is War of the Realms New Agents of Atlas. Right. So what's funny is that the cover spoiler alert misleading doesn't exactly happen in this yeah. book <laughs> which so yeah it's definitely on the misleading side yeah but we don't know if it's misleading you know if it's just the tease of what's going to happen in the next issue but um you know it's 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 pretty interesting to see um this group of uh you know uh, just you know uh, of, of asian heroes from very different countries trying to work together hmm. and in trying to establish um, a common purpose, uh, it's funny that uh, you know they, they have a little bit of technology still working, even though everyone's network is supposed to be all hacked. Right, which that at which going back to issue five, that gets solved. But right, but I think at this them. point, right, right, I think at this point they're like, well, we only have a little bit before they discover us or something. Let's try not to stay on too long. So right, but um, but yeah, they're, they're, it's it's funny that. Um, that uh, uh, you know, and I'm sure you understand this. It, it, it's funny that they kind of rally around various uses of spam. 
<laughs> yes. You know, that's a that's an artifact of uh, I have, World War II. Yes, I have, and, uh, I've, I've caught that. I'm like, huh, okay. Right. And the spread of spam and its many different uh, preparation styles around the Pacific Rim. So um, I thought that was pretty interesting, and it's pretty true to life. Mm-hmm. So, so I've heard you know, of yeah, so, so so to see that made a lot of sense. You know, given that you know they don't exact, they can't exactly go um, to the local grocery store in the midst of the war. Right. Although, well, actually, now it still holds because I was about to say, although they had that nifty teleporter that was conveniently used, they could have teleported somewhere to you know. But then again, one, it couldn't, it could have been limited range, and two, I mean, the whole, right. the whole Earth kind of been taken over, so there's probably right. no. Not All right, so basically, I'm inspired to uh, get some spam and make some <laughs> fried rice with spam musubi. Yes. Shout out to uh, Always Be My Maybe, the movie on Netflix oh, from so Randall Park. No, of course, uh, from the movie from Randall Park, uh, Ali Wong, and uh, guest appearance by Wong Keanu Reeves. Hmm. Um, they also have a bit of... Oh, Daniel uh, Day Kim, also. Yes, they also have a bit of uh, spam preparation in there, too. So I, I appreciated that, but uh, but yeah, shout, you know, I, I kind of thought it was it was um, you know you know coming off the heels of uh, Asian uh, Asian Pacific American Heritage Month, mm-hmm. you know, it's still kind of cool to see that. <laughs> right, right. So yeah, but the, the the plan there is pretty much well, uh, Amadeus chose to get to the to the meet of it. Uh, Amadeus chose is kind of sort of in charge of this, even though Jimmy Woo is kind of around. Um, and while things at first didn't go according to the plan, because everybody was still kind of on their doing their own thing, you know, uh, Amadeus kind of gets everybody together some at some points against their will, um, to say, Hey, we need to all work together, which is the same thing Jimmy Wu was saying, you know, and uh, to enact this plan, then the which you know doesn't quite go off. Um, you know, doesn't quite go off because they don't really get along uh, until the spam part, which, you know, hey, spam, bring everybody together. <laughs> um, and of course, uh, Shang-Chi gives a couple of teaching moments to a couple of people in the process. <laughs> right. There's, what's funny is that, so so the, the, the crux of Cinder's plan is to melt the ice caps, mm-hmm. right? And obviously, uh, the majority of the, the, the countries in Asia have uh, large coastlines or are islands, right. and are going to be are going to be devastated by uh, you know the melting of the polar ice caps in such a rapid fashion. So um, they're looking to stop that, and that's their you know that's the that's the go- that's their goal. Right, uh, which they do for the what they end up doing while Amadeus is uh, being bait. Right, he's basically the distraction. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of nice, like you mentioned, that Chang Chi's like, look, these young punks don't, you know, they may hold weapons, but they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> so let the master of kung fu step in exactly. and show them a little something, something. So I kind of like that too, mm-hmm. because, you know, I want, you know, I, I don't know if this is part of the push for Shang Chi. I originally I'm thought just that. Go it is. But the first push, remember, was when they made him a, an Avenger. Yes. And Although I, I, thought, I feel like that was not necessarily pushing that just whoever uh, I think um, was a Hickman whoever yeah Hickman right, just Hickman. wanted to just wanted to write him. I don't I don't have any knowledge of that. You could be right. It could have been a push, but uh, there was no nothing really saying as much at the time. 
Right. The only reason why I bring that push up is that that was such a wide ranging story, and Shang-Chi actually had a couple of solo moments in that. He did, but actually, still was criminally under, underused. Oh, of course. Well, it was such a wide ranging cosmic story. There's only so much you can do with the kung fu fighting guy. Right. All oh, right. You remember they they uh, Godzilla sized him. All that, and they also had him. There, there was a, a, a point in time at that particular resurgence in the character's uh, uh, history. Mm-hmm. They had him go and teach Spider-Man. You know, like literally teach him a form of kung fu for for Spider-Man to use. Right. And you know, they actually highlighted that. You know, and they highlighted the fact that like it used to be that Iron Fist was the guy that they would bring in to like spar with Cap, but right. this time it was Shang Chi. Right. So right. it was interesting to see him at that point, but now he's getting, as, as as we've already acknowledged, a secondary push in advance of you know uh, uh, movement. You know, in, in conjunction with the movie announcement. Right. Um, and actually, now you, since you mentioned that, there is actually been a a, a slight other push, uh, fairly recently, because Shang Chi was in Domino's book uh, recently, mm-hmm. teaching her. Mm-hmm. And also kind of a love interest, uh, but which kind of did or did not go anywhere. But yeah, that was the Hotshot's book, right? No, 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 no. The the book that was oh, the, the the solo. Yeah, the solo book. That got, that's got right. That's right. I, I I remember reading it. So yeah. So so you know, like I said, it was good to see Shang-Chi, Shang-Chi there because, and then of course they brought back some of his rogue gallery in the process, and you know it all worked right. Out. And then right. going so we're, we're getting a little bit of a slow push, and obviously this is you know like putting him in uh, a major crossover book with the War of the Realms is going to give him some more spot, uh, uh, what call it, give him some more of a spotlight. Right. Yeah. And actually, speaking of Domino's Hot Shots, um, you know, the white the white fox who is in this issue uh, shows up there, but I didn't get a chance to read. Okay. To read that yet. Um, so that being said, I think we've we've burned that one out. Um, uh, we can go on to if you got something you want to pull out, push out, go for it. Um, I want to talk about a one shot. It's not necessarily tied into anything. Um, I hadn't read this yet, but go that's for current. It. Yeah, I won't spoil too much of it. It's uh, Incredible Hulk, the last call number one. This is one of the 80th anniversary books that uh, Marvel is putting out where they're reuniting um, some of their creators that put together some of the more important or, or, or consequential runs of a character, you know, in the character's uh, history. In this case, it's Peter David and Dale Keown. And just very quickly, um, the premise of this is that it's the last call um Without spoiling too much, I'm going to ring the spoiler bell because I'm going to touch lightly on it. And also, um, if you plan on reading this book, from what I understand, from an arco trigger warning. Kind of. Yeah. Kind of. I mean, you know, it's it's something new to talk about trigger warnings. And I guess, you know, if if you don't understand um, what you're getting into, I guess you could be triggered by it. So at the end of the day, there are serious issues being discussed in this. Yes. Um, it involves a, a phone-in hotline uh, where Bruce Banner is seeking help, and uh, there's some stuff that happens. Uh, you know, some discussions about um, you know Banner's predicament uh, at a particular time of year, and it kind of goes through his history um, with Betty Ross. And um, you know, there's another 
you know, there's a, a villain that appears not quite out of nowhere because they are, te- you know, this particular villain is teased right at the beginning. But, um, you know, it, it, it's kind of brought up um, as, as, a, as a plot device to show that the Hulk isn't always bad. And, you know, sometimes, you know, uh, we have to remember, you know, as much as, um, you know, we love the Immortal Hulk and we love how, you know, how dark and, and, and really uh, spooky that book is, you know, um, there have been times when the heroic Hulk, you know, was just as, um, just as uh, popular, just as, um, I guess, just, you know, just as uh, magnetic, you know, drawing you in to read them every, you know, every month. So, you know, it's just another version of the character. So, you know, it's kind of a nice reminder from uh, Peter David and Dale Keown. But it is a, a pretty somber, you know, th- there's some pretty somber issues dealt with in this. So, um, you know, you know, like I, like, like Roddy Cat said, and properly so, trigger warning. And, uh, you know, it's uh, it was a pretty interesting read. Mm. So is there any indication of a possible timestamp? Of where this takes yeah. place? Yeah. Does it? Okay. Yeah, not specifically. You can't like place it in between what issues, but sure. you can kind of figure out when. Gotcha. Okay. Because because David actually drops a couple of notes right at the beginning. Okay. Cool. Because and I think it's actually at. I think it's actually on that. You know how we've we've we, we've kind of we kind of stopped harping on that first page summary. Mm-hmm. But some but but in but in in the case of a one shot like this, that first page summary is huge. Right. Because it sets the stage, and if you don't read it, and you just read the book, you're like, "Well, when did this happen?" But if you read it, you're like, "Oh, this is exactly where it fits in," without even really knowing like what span of issues it might fly, you know, kind of drop into. Because mm. you would think, it, I would assume it would be like during his run, but it not, doesn't necessarily have to be. Um, it's kind of during his run. Okay. Which was because I was thinking, given what I've, what I've seen glanced at in the article, I was like, well, this totally could have gone before his last death at the hands of Hawkeye, but... Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. This is well before that. Right. So that was my thought going, you know, but like I said, I have to, I'm still going to read it at some point. Yeah, no, it's definitely worth the read. Yeah. Cool. All right, what do you got? Um, Man, I wish I had read Marvel Team Up, um, but I did not. So... Oh, you know what? Deceased, number two. I actually read more than one DC book this week. <laughs> uh, fans of the show know that I don't really read much DC, although I have been lately. And so, that's, it's, you know, not for nothing. Uh, in fact, I have another one that I need to go through, probably uh, maybe rapid fire, because I don't really have much left. I think the book was you. So, Deceased, number two, is uh, to just to give a quick recap. Um, it's DC's version of Marvel Zombies, if we want to get, you know, reductive about it. But they do it in a fairly interesting way. Like, the last issue was basically um, the end of life. So, um, I, I want to call him Thanos, but that's not his name. Darkseid, again, on the hunt for the anti-life equation, kind of gets what he wants. Uh, and Cyborg is being was being used for that. Uh, but it kind of gets away from them and Darkseid gets gets uh gets dealt with 
and uh, Cyborg somehow makes it back to Earth, where he ends up spreading this uh, version of the anti-life equation throughout, through, you know, amongst other things, social media and the internet. Oh, what is going on? Um, so, you know, so everybody's looking at their phones and, and TV and stuff. The, the, the virus spreads through all of that. So it's actually, say it with me, a techno-organic virus. Uh-huh. Yes, exactly. Not unlike, you know, the, the, the one that, if you're a Marvel fan, you know of. Um, but yeah, like I said, it spreads, causes chaos. Uh, people turn into essentially zombies even though this issue says that they're not zombies there's you know there's something different but they're right they're not feeding except well except for they kind of are they well as as this as this says they're not exactly feeding like in that sense of the word they're spreading right is is what they what they how they explain it which it still looks like they're feeding i don't care what Mm -hmm. you call it and it still looks like zombies fast zombies at that so um but it is actually an interesting read. It's it's because I am normally not one for a zombie shit. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, we have a, a new story later on about a particular or the particular <laughs> zombie focused um, or zombie zombie surrounded world. But that's something happened there. We'll get that at the end. This one I'm kind of I've been all right into. Like I said, it's it started off on on a cylinder I didn't expect, and some people. You know, there were some casualties already, and in this book issue, there were some a uh, few more casualties, and um, including one that I thought had happened at the end of the first issue, but kind of find out, you know, that that was not a casualty. Then, um, all the and actually may or may not be a casualty. I, you know, at, given the last page of this issue, um, may or may not be an, uh, a casualty finality let's put it that way mm-hmm. uh so a couple of things happened spoiler bell um, uh, like i said a couple of heroes get dealt with in- including uh well it looks like aquaman gets taken out um let's see uh green lantern hal jordan and um um black canary and green arrow are all on a camping trip green lantern gets taken out uh, but he still kind of possesses his ring at the time until he gets finally taken out by Black Canary, who inherits his ring some kind of way. So she, so she is now a, a Green Lantern. They all meet up with Superman, who's with Lois. Oh, she's Green Canary. She's Green Canary now, yes. She don't want it at first, but Superman's like, uh, nah, we need it, because, you know, shit's going down. Um, so they all go back to the, to, to the planet where where Damien, uh, you know, uh, Robin and uh, John and Lois were kind of there because they, after everything broke out, it was like, well, we got to get somewhere. And they was like, well, let's get to the day, let's get to the planet so we can go start broadcasting and find anything. Then that's when Batman finds them and it's like, no, nah, you don't want to do that because this is how things spread and blah, 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 blah. blah. So she, he tells all of them and that. Oh, and by the way, I'm dying because I got bit, you know, <laughs> because I got bit. Um, uh, in the first issue, which I thought he was gun f- done for, but he's Batman, so he found a way to uh, hold it off for a little while until presumably the end of this issue, where he has a where apparently he has um, something that Damon's Damien's going to 
eventually get, but apparently he's uh, going to get it earlier than um, than he expected. Obviously, this is an Elseworlds. Um, this is an Els kind of Elseworlds book, you know. So there's there's nothing tying this uh, to continuity. That should be apparent by the the number of deaths and whatnot that's been going on in, in this. Um, so yeah, it's been pretty good. If you're basically kind of is and I and I said earlier that this is kind of Marvel's I mean DC's Marvel Zombies but it's not necessarily it's not being handled in the same way as Marvel Zombies so and given what I just said should have you know should have made that quite clear because they're actually taking this as a relatively serious you know quote unquote serious story more than the, the, the Marvel Zombies you know did uh, but it's a good read, so you should definitely go check that out if you are so inclined with it. It's pretty good, and that's Tom Taylor who did, who did um, who did the Injustice stuff. So if you liked Injustice, you probably might you might enjoy this. Yeah, you got something you want to? Alrighty. Uh, looks like you don't have too much left. Nope, I should uh, not. You want to just go to rapid fire so we can just wrap it up? Do it. Spinning it up now. <laughs> All right, you want me to run through mine? You want to take care of yours? Let me go ahead and get mine out of the way. Uh, so Young Justice number six is my last book. Um, so a couple of things. So this basically wraps up the arc in, in Jim World. Uh, the team has been... Well, the team pretty much nicely, neatly wrapped up the bow there, basically. But they did it in a way that um, uh, some folks... Didn't didn't care for, but on so on their way, thinking they were going to get sent back to Earth, uh, the powers that be sent them to another um, another, uh, I guess, world or dimension or whatever the case may be, which is which will explain why they end up in because we had a news article last week or the week before last is they end up in Batman Kingdom Come I mean not Batman but uh, they end up in Kingdom Come universe. So they're kind of doing an ex ex exile type deal where they're traveling to different multiverses, uh, but they got exiled from this one, thinking they were get going home because they did something they should not have done, and some folks didn't like it. But before all of that, like I said, it was a nice and neat little wrap up uh, to the story. I'm like, huh, okay, well that was the, that was that. So now we're getting into whatever else they're doing. And Bendis, as I said in my notes, Bendis is writing again because there was something that was explained that I was like, oh, Lord Jesus. That's how you explain how that person got their powers, which had kind of been alluded to it before, but I'm like, is that the only way you know how to write in stereotypes? Anyway, uh, that okay. that. Well, I say it's not necessarily a stereotype, but this is something that was like, really, you can't, do you really have to have characters, you know, have some kind of silly backstory? Word. No, 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 I'm gonna look at that. And, 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 and yeah, if you you may not see it the way I see it, or you may see it because it's been this, but I don't know. But like I said, it was a nice, nice neat wrap up to this to the story going into the next one, and right. alluded to a couple other things in inside, and a few different explanations kind of came out in the in the process of it because you know there was some stuff that wasn't known during out this whole arc that gets known now. Mm-hmm. So done. Next. All right, so uh, we're going to rapid fire my books. I've got a few books still to talk about. The first one is Batman number 72. So we are leading up to 
Batman number 75, the big change that Tom King has teased. Uh, this issue is actually uh, pretty useful for readers who have been very confused up until this point about the whole Nightmares story. Um, it actually recaps what has been going on during um, Bane's implementation of his plan. Uh, but what you initially think is being uh, is being told from the perspective of Bruce Wayne isn't. Spoiler. It's from a Batman, but not the Batman you think. So, um, you know, anyone who's been keeping track of uh, Batman recently will have a very good idea of who I am referring to. And ultimately, um, it's an effective issue in that kind of see, you know, get a quick recap of what's what's been happening and someone's analysis of it. So it's actually a pretty useful issue to read. You could probably read this and then just keep going to 75 and be okay. It's kind of like that Doomsday, uh, Doomsday Clock issue that PCN underscore Dirt was telling us. Like, all right, you can just start reading from here and forget about all the stuff that happened before. So that's kind of um, what I would describe this issue as as well. Um, what was that? It's the wrong sound effect. Don't worry about it. <laughs> what, were you, what, what were you gonna try to play to see if I have it? Um, the the um, dun dun dun. Oh. There you go. <laughs> so, uh, Black Cat number one. Uh, I would queue up the Janet Jackson track from right. Rhythm Nation. But uh, <laughs> this was uh, a, 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 a continuation of some of the story, some of the stories that have been pursued. Um, detailing what's going on with the Black Cat in the pages of Amazing Spider-Man, um, where they've established a Thieves' Guild in New York, whereas before we kind of only thought the Thieves' Guild was in places outside of New York. But maybe my my, my, my uh, Marvel history has uh, uh, got a few holes in it or is lacking in that regard because the last time I remember any sort of stories with the Thieves' Guild was like circa Jim Lee X-Men you know, like when they introduced these guild in New Orleans, right? Or in Camden and Belladonna. Remember that? Yeah. Or in the animated series as it got recapped. Right. So uh, it's it's an interesting uh, expansion on that particular uh, uh, part of the, uh, the the thieves mythology in the Marvel universe. So you know, we we have um, you know kind of like the logical continuation of that, and we have the reappearance of um, a character from the Black Cat's history. So all in all, it's a decent first issue to start off uh, the story with, but I'm pretty sure it's going to have a tough time reaching an audience. That's just me. I don't know if the Black Cat really has that kind of um, uh, following. Mm-hmm. So that's just, you know, I, I'm, 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 I'm hesitant to... Uh, it to, probably won't get the push it needs either, because let's face it, the folks at comic book shops, especially behind the counter, kind of focused on pushing stuff that didn't need pushing let's let's if you're being honest and as you said this was going to have an uphill battle anyway so i i can't expect this was i mean you know it hey maybe it's going to be something you know we've seen more surprises i mean it's got cool i mean the main cover is a g scott campbell cover it's pretty cool um 
but uh, you know, we'll, we'll see where it goes from here. Mm. Uh, next up is Savage Avengers number two. Um, so we saw uh, a couple of uh, we, we saw a, a, a Marvel character kind of get uh, get whacked in the last issue, but uh, as as things are wont to happen, you know, things are wont to do in, in the Marvel universe that didn't exactly stick. It's okay. What's that? It's okay. Exactly. It's just a flesh wound. Yeah, it's just a flesh wound. (laughs) Um, So, so ultimately, um, you know, for for those of you who did read issue number one, it is required reading. But just to get, just just to do a a a quick review, Kulan Gath is back, and you know, Conan the Sumerian is involved. It's it's logical that Kulan Gath is involved. Shout out to um, the Kulan Gath story in X Men. Um, you know, circa John Romita Jr.'s art on uh, on X Men, some great stuff from back then. Um, I mean, that's kind of the that's kind of the gist of what we have in this issue too, uh, where uh, Kulan Gat's plan is you know to kind of resurrect a was it the Marrow God I think it's called and you know and he's got to bring like uh, he's got to sacrifice the blood of killers and bad people or whatever and so that's kind of where the Savage Avengers come into play. So, um, you know, there, there's no official team yet. So uh, we'll see where this goes. It's only issue number two. Spider-Gwen, Ghost Spider, number nine. So the last issue had... I'm going to ring the spoiler bell. And a little bit of a trigger warning as well, because it's a very... Uh, you know, it it, it, it it was kind of it kind of hit a little too close to home, where there was a bombing at uh, uh, Mary Jean's concert. That's the band that uh, Gwen and, uh, and and Mary Jane and I think Betty Brant uh, in this in, in, in the Earth sixty five universe. That's you know they they uh, play in a band called the Mary Janes and. They were uh, in concert, and a bomb was set off. And you know that—that's that, a—it hits a little too close to home. It's a little too realistic. Um, and uh, ultimately, it's been set off by someone you think you recognize, but you don't because it's not the character you thought might be stalking uh, Gwen. It's kind of a, a, a wolf-like looking guy, but you could easily confuse this character with a version of the Jackal, but uh, that doesn't quite exist yet in her universe. Instead, it's the Man-Wolf, and it's a very, it, it, it's kind of a really backwards uh, uh, interpretation, but then again, in this in this universe, the Punisher was a cop. Um, yeah, and Daredevil's crooked. Exactly. So ultimately, you know, you kind of have to let that go. But and, uh, you know, it's still, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was about to say. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. But um, the you said the, the I wasn't expecting that next because from what I saw, it looked like um, the, the beast. I thought it was the form of the jackal. Right. So you know, you'll catch up, and when you catch up, you'll be like, oh, okay. But ultimately, uh, this book is still has still got a ton of heart in it. Um, that's one of the reasons why I, I really dig reading the Spider Gwen character. It's got a ton of heart, um, and you know, thank God that Takeshi Miyazawa is drawing this. It's so awesome. So 
always shout him out because you know he, he brings such a steady hand to this book um art wise uh uncanny x-men number 19 is the last book i'm going to discuss tonight and it involves um what emma frost has been up to this whole time apparently she has been uh taking over the latest version of the hellfire club and uh, there's a number of former x-men who are kind of allied with her and we see what she's been up to with the the one the office of national emergency the government group that has been messing with mutants for a while to be honest um you know there's so many of these groups nowadays and so many of the anti-mutant stuff that you know that's been going on has kind of been very confusing and hard to keep track of. Um, ultimately, we kind of find out what uh, the Black Queen. You know, she's taking on the the moniker of the Black Queen uh, now. So um, that's what Emma Frost has been up to, and it looks like this is all going to come to a head very soon as this series starts to wind down. And powers of X and um, uh, House of X are going to pick up over the summer. And that's it for me. So now I guess we're going to get to our clicks of the week. And we got one and a proxy uh, from our not here uh, hosts in that. Tim's is Justice League number 25, which was a good pick, mm-hmm. um, as we've already stated. And I guess by proxy, it's Dirt's also, because as he said, he didn't read anything. Or he read one book, but... He tried to read Justice League. It put him to sleep. <laughs> but the poor guy was tired. Yeah, All right. Um, it was it was okay. I was... I, I, I like Justice League number 25. I like the premise, but I think what excited me the most was uh, One of the Realms number five for me this week. Mm. Uh, I just got excited reading the issue. I just, you know, like, uh, as I as we mentioned earlier, the just the art of, you know, and it was a very small panel of, of the world tree growing where it was growing, just really, you know, knocked my socks off. And it was really... Like a third, like like a like a, a third of a page sized panel. Right. Yeah. So kind of, you look I, at it, it's like, oh, that's new. <laughs> yeah. So I'm gonna go with War of the Realms number five. Okay, that's just a good pick. I mean, yeah, it was definitely action packed as that as it's been, so that's no surprise. Um, and it's definitely one that is kind of up there for me. That um, weirdly enough, Young Justice outside of the Bendisms. Um, But weirdly enough, I'm going to go with deceased number two. I don't blame you. That was actually I skimmed that. That was actually pretty interesting. Yeah, it was. It was. It was a good read, especially it, it, like I said. If you read the first issue, I'm like, okay, it comes from that, and then just kind of keeps on going. I'm like, there it is. So there are our clicks for you, and uh, now we were going to get into the uh, cinematic news. But first, an ad read, sir. Our first ad read of the night is for Amazon. Keep our podcast free by shopping at Amazon. Visit CSPN.us, then click the Keep Our Podcast Free link at the top of the page. From there, scroll down and click on the Amazon link to shop. Purchase items from Amazon as you normally would. 
whether it's books, music, electronics, jewelry, apparel, books, etc., etc. For every purchase made on Amazon through our link, Amazon sends the CSPN a payment. That helps us keep the Click Nation's comic book chronicles free for our listeners at no extra cost to you. Amazon.com through CSPN.us. Do it today. And now we get to the news. Yes, and you know when there's an Amazon uh, commercial, you know it means, hey, let's finish this up quickly. So, <laughs> Black Widow set photos and video teases Scarlett Johansson's MCU return. Yeah. Some would argue it's, it's a bridge too late, but you know what? I'm still I'm still curious about what the Black Black Widow solo movie is going to be at this point. Is it going to be a flashback? It is something that's like, hey, is it an in between time movie or what? We don't know. But the way they've been doing the Marvel movies, I'm going to assume this is probably going to be a flashback or something. Or maybe they do do what they did in the comics and she's actually alive and they cloned her or something. I don't know. Listen. I'm honestly just glad to see the character back. I'm glad to see her. She shouldn't have been killed, but hey, spoiler alert. Right. So I'm just, you know, like I said, just glad to see the character. Yes. Indeed. Excuse me. Next up. All right. Chris Hemsworth wants to see Thor with the Asgardians of the Galaxy. And so do a lot of other people. Right. Yeah, that's just the, that's just, um, (coughs) excuse me, Hemsworth following up on. The, uh, the endings of uh, Endgame. Mm-hmm. Which is logical, because yeah, because people are speculating that he'll probably be in, in Guardians of the Galaxy number three. Um, although, there was another article uh, that I saw or probably a day after this or something saying that he's taking a year off of acting. Mm-hmm. So... And well, I guess, wait, because depending on when that's going to lie that might not happen may or may not happen or we'll see because I mean I think because uh, I don't think this is until 2020 right we shall see in terms of uh, Marvel scheduling you know what's funny is that Marvel is often you know uh, announced when certain pictures are going into production but oh. they very sneakily put Black Widow into production didn't tell anybody so this article says, um, and I guess so it's still online, the film is reportedly scheduled to film in production in February 2021. Right, which gives them a year. Right. Well, this is for, this is for Guardians of the Galaxy 3. So right, that, that's what gives Chris Hemsworth a year. Which, yeah. yeah, could fall into Hemsworth's year. So, hey, it works out then. Uh, next up, Marvel concept artist offers an alternative Captain Marvel design. So, you know, this is all, oh, by the way, well, this is a side point, um, Captain Marvel coming on Blu-ray fairly soon. Yes, the 11th, uh, this coming Tuesday. Yep, yep. Um, and uh, Andy Park, who, you know, did a design for the movie version of, Ca- uh, for Carol's, uh, uh, thing, did a, um... Did an alternate pass, and it was you put it out on Twitter. And if you're watching the video, you can see it. If right. It I mean, he's a, you know, he's a, a a graphic artist and costume designer for Marvel, so mm-hmm. he's done several uh, uh, concept uh, p 
pieces for multiple Marvel, you know, characters for many, many movies now. Right. So it's not quite the the Jamie McKelvey um, uh, redesign, but it kind of is. The, mm-hmm. You know, it kind of a flip on it a little bit. But it is that. Nevertheless, next up. All right. Next up, uh, Elizabeth Hurley. Shout out to Elizabeth Erlingen. <laughs> is joining Marvel's Runaways on Hulu as Morgan Le Fay. Whoa. I know. So I believe this is the first time in live action that we have seen this character. Whoa. And Miss um, Hurley still looking pretty good. I actually, and wasn't she in Bedazzled? Which was like, yes. she played the devil. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to say typecasting, but it kind of, you know. So yeah, I'm, I haven't not, I have not seen any of, um, of Runaways, but I would kind of watch to see to see how she pulls off a version of Morgan Le Fay. I've been meaning to start watching it. Yeah. Finally, have access to it. So mm, yeah, see that's that's the thing because I don't have access to Hulu. So mm. I'm sure it's out there somewhere in some form, but I'm not willing to do that. But anyway, mm-hmm. so that's a dope thing. Uh, I don't know if it says when she's coming. Probably next season because I know they do have another season coming. So next up. Uh, Jessica Jones faces a new enemy in season three trailer, which just came out today, uh, Thursday, the day we record. Uh, there was a new trailer that I did not watch, but apparently, Fool Killer is going to be in the next in this season. So, yeah, you heard right. That's, yeah, that was that, that's the exact Fool response. Killer. Yes. Which now they've had a version of Nuke in here, so I mean, it's in the first couple of seasons, so that's not. You know, pulling from the pockets there, but mm-hmm. and realistically, it, it kind of started with a showstopper because hey, Purple Man was the first season villain, he played to great effect by uh, David Tennant. So you can work it, work it, where do you go from there? Mm-hmm. Especially with Jennifer Jones, which that's her pretty much her greatest, <laughs> you know, her exactly. her, her villain doesn't have is not, a exactly that's it. Probably just pretty much starts and ends at Purple Man, so. All righty, next up. And motherhood, but that's not necessarily. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, next yeah. up, uh, the mm-hmm. Spider-Man cartoon, Marvel Spider-Man, lands a third season, which has been titled Maximum Venom. Can't imagine who's going to be the focus of that one. Hmm. <laughs> Weird. It's a mystery. Also, who cares? Uh, I, actually, I'm slightly surprised that this is still this this um, well, one, I'm surprised it's still on, and two, I'm surprised that it's only season three. I don't know. They why. rebooted it. Uh, yeah. Because remember, it used to be Ultimate Spider-Man. Uh, yeah, I guess. That's and true. then they turned they turned it into Marvel Spider-Man because they didn't want to focus on um, because their initial focus was on uh, like young Power Man and Iron Fist, young. Nova, you I know, they were still doing some of that in here, but I guess no, I don't think so. Hmm. I mean, I've only seen bits and pieces here and there, like on random, like uh, whatchamacallit, random plays on um, the, the Disney XD, the Disney app, or whatever, or um, whatever is available on uh, on demand. So, a lot of times they don't have the entire season's worth, so you just go sort of watch, you know, like a random episode or two, yeah. Uh, apparently this season that is going on now, which is season two, will close out with a five-part Superior Spider-Man story, which if you know the comic arc, uh, yes, similar. Interesting. 
Uh, and this new season, season three, uh, will be uh, 2020. Until next year. Okay. Uh, yeah. I know they're on their Marvel HQ channel. They I have seen them either... Um, like marathoning some of the shows or having like full episodes of stuff on there so you can kind of catch some on their YouTube channel or whatever live stream if they haven't because I know I've seen like Guardians of the Galaxy had a live stream I believe they're doing Marvel's event I think they're doing the Avengers one now or were doing the Avengers I guess leading up to Endgame so you can check that out if you're really itching for some and don't have Hulu or, or Disney XD or whatever mm-hmm. anyway next up Next up, uh, this this is yours. Oh, uh, Avengers. I, I poked fun at the Maximum Venom title. Remember? It's true. It's true. Um, Avengers Endgame directors working on a Magic: The Gathering TV show for Netflix. So, the Fusos uh, getting out there a little bit more. You know, so yeah, they're taking a break from comics to do a comic book card game adaptation now as a fan of the current iteration of the digital card game well the digital version and somewhat of the card game like i sure why not i can't imagine what they're doing now now if you're saying to yourself why are we talking about this because it's not a comic book related because yeah it is because they've had magic the gathering uh comic books as recently as a couple months ago right this is going to be animated though yes so it, it might be a while because animated uh, tends to take a little longer to produce. Depending on who they get and, and the, the, the you know the, the house they use, because they can there's some folks that can kind of put some stuff out there. And please stop that. Not I was about to say just as fast as you were say, as you were asking, right? Right, so. not that fast, but yeah, just um, but yeah, but some there are some houses that can put out there and put some fairly quality work. But yeah, it's probably gonna take a minute for this to go. Because obviously, you know, you got to get some things out of the way and down the line. So, uh, so yeah, there we go. So Netflix right. is a partner Next with Wizards of the Coast and Hasbro, and it's going to be anime flavored. So, you know, yeah. All right. So we'll see how it looks. You know, if it's going to be like a Yu-Gi-Oh thing or not. Um, <laughs> well, they, this according to this, they're saying it's probably, looks like it's going to be more anime inspired. So it's probably going to be even probably more anime than a than a typical Yu-Gi-Oh thing. So we'll see. I don't I, yeah, I don't think they're gonna go that right with it. Oh with the cards? Yeah, it was like hey, I seen an episode of Yu-Gi-Oh or two and you know they, they got the cards and... Oh yeah I oh I love me some Yu-Gi-Oh but uh, but yeah nah they just like they're just gonna play it straight off like oh no this is this is the world. And you know Wizard of the Coast and Magic the Gathering does have a deep lore so you right. know, it's not like they have to go that route. Because they'll they'll just pull from their lore, and there are people that are really fanatical about their lore for a card game. So go figure. Anyway, moving right along. Next up, uh, Arrow Stephen Amell has revealed which DC villain he'd like to play, That's and uh, he'd he'd like to play. Uh, 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 oh, he he ain't got the belt. belt uh, I already know which one it is. Uh, but he doesn't have the the badges for it. I don't think. Superman villain. Superman oh, I see. Specifically. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you know. Ain't nobody kneeling before Stephen Amell. But anyway. I mean, uh, I, again, he'll have a growl. You know, he has this growl because of his arrow thing. But now nah, I don't, I can't, I can't see it. I mean, I don't know. Maybe he could pull it off. I, I don't know. I, I, 
he doesn't have that jerk faciness from that. Oh no, he kind of does, but he just. But no, he but the actor who did the he, first Zod. But he doesn't have the gravitas that uh, that that actor pulled off right. either. So it's just a different kind of yeah. This the look is I don't know, I don't know. Anyway, oh wait, a Jiro Saad is currently being played by Arrow alum Colin Salmon. He's pretty good. He played uh, Walter on Arrow like back in the first couple of seasons, if I'm not mistaken, and he's on Krypton, Krypton now. Okay. So, sure. Now, that's an actor. I'm stop. Um, okay. Next up, Arrow promotes Joseph David Jones to series regular for final season. So, this is the version of um, Connor Hawk, if I'm not mistaken. That was introduced in Legends of Tomorrow, like probably first, second season. Um, so I'm not sh- quite sure how they're how they're working this out. But so yeah, so he he was on uh, Legends of Tomorrow as Green Arrow's son uh, in a different timeline, uh, and it hadn't been seen since. But apparently, they found a way to pull him into. Uh, pull his character back into current season maybe that has something to do with what's, what happened in the flash maybe that has something to do with what happened in the maybe that has nothing to do with nothing it just happened to be somebody in the world and it just so happened to fall into place I don't know because I haven't been watching er- uh, none of those shows lately but I need to catch up regardless he's he's a series regular for this shortened season that now that I think about it um Amel's not even going to be on anymore I think because I know he had already um that's on a couple other people so either it's time is coming short or it's already gone and he's off the show already but nevertheless there you go oh wait it says the most recent season of Arrow revealed that Connor is actually the son of Benjamin Turner aka Bronze Tiger at some point beyond season 7 the Diggles will adopt Connor and raise him alongside their other son because that, that happened yes they had a daughter before now they have a son so there you go. Next. All right. Uh, next up, it's official. Robert Patton is your new Batman. I so Variety has confirmed with Warner Brothers Pictures that Robert Pattinson is in fact the latest actor to go under the cowl. So I know there are people out there. That- How it is, and yeah, and wait and see as how we got the current presidency. So that didn't work all that well, and we've had several Batmans that we said had wait and see on them, which turned out to be terrible. Now I'm not saying he could probably couldn't pull it off. I'm saying I don't believe he would pull it off. Mm-hmm. Don't at me. I don't care. <laughs> but yeah, listen, I don't have a lot of faith in this. Yeah, exactly. I mean, hell, remember Christian Bale. So, you know, and I'm not saying he's as, he's not as bad as Bell was as bad as, you know, like say Kilmer or, you know, Clooney. But Bell had his moments. He oh, no, Bell had his growl. That's all he had, and it wasn't. It was well, he had he had his moments. Like, does it come in black? I like that. That was good. That wasn't even a, no, whatever. You know. I actually like that, you know, I like that delivery, I like that sequence, uh, you know, when they're testing out the uh, the, the uh, prototype Batmobile, 
I feel like if Keanu could have uh, delivered that line a little bit better than that, we all know he's not really, you know, he has range, <laughs> but he doesn't have range. I understand. Anyway, so this is what we have. And I was about the, to say, it's funny that you say that he said that he has a growl. I'm like, I thought the growl was the worst part. Well, that that also goes into my point. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was the worst part of Bale's uh, Batman's. But yeah, hey, guess what? There you go. So, and again, I don't. Um, he, you know, this. I haven't. You know, I don't know. Whatever. This is. We're taking too long for that. He doesn't seem all that big enough to be playing the, the guy. But then again, this is supposed to be like a, possibly an, early, an earlier Batman, possibly a year one. We don't know. We don't know how what he's gonna look like after exactly. he does some weight training. So. If he does some weight training, help. I would think he would. Well, I would think so too. All I know is if he starts sparkling, I'm out. <laughs> I would laugh. I honestly would laugh if they did that as an inside gag and they used it as one of the, the bat gadgets mm. as like a strobe effect. You know, like where he threw a strobe, you know, right. like a mini strobe light to like help blind his opponents. I mean, that would be amusing. Yeah. So. That would be amusing, but eh, no. <laughs> and I, but, I feel like at this point, he'd probably be like, oh, do we really have to do this? <laughs> I don't I'd get a kick out of it. I'd laugh. Mm-hmm. Anyway, moving on. Yep. Uh, Supergirl movie aims to shoot in early 2020. Maybe. So, yeah. Okay. So, apparently we're getting a Supergirl movie and it might start filming next year. So, cool. Um, You know what? I should check and see uh, if this is irrelevant to the point. I think it is on DC Universe. The, 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 um, the, um, the other one, the first one, with Helen uh, Slater. Mm-hmm. But regardless, that's that's something we don't have to do right now. So there was another Food Supergirl movie. In case you didn't, if you're of a certain vintage and don't know, or you're not of a certain vintage and don't know. So, anyway, moving right along. Man of Steel 2. Matthew Vaughn has revealed his scrapped plans for the film. So apparently, um, the director confirmed talks in 2017. They've since fallen through. And he's not attached to the project now. However, Matthew Vaughn has revealed his plans for Man of Steel 2, which would have lifted from a trilogy he and uh, Kingsman creator Mark Millar proposed in 2008. So, um, hmm. yeah, it's weird. <laughs> Moving on. All out of words, huh? Yeah. Um, yes. See, Wonder Woman eighty four poster reveals new costume and it is um it's shiny fabulous <laughs> shiny yes so um to the delight of many many folks on the internet um yes it is and uh, as this I, I saw I've seen like two articles on this and it, it's funny because this IDN article as you see here wow Swamp Thing canceled already by DC Universe huh. Yep, thought they had yep, done. Yep. Thought they had done it already. I think that dropped today. Yeah, and because there was, they, it didn't sound like that was even going forward. But we're getting off subject. Um, um, Wonder Woman eighty four, you know, Gal Gadot, Gadot looking, looking pretty great. Um, as normal, got her new suit, the golden thing, which takes out of, which is an offshoot of um, 
a, a comic a comic book inspired run of hers, of course. Mm-hmm. But there was a Newsarama one, uh, which was kind of funny because they were like, "Yeah, this is for comic fans. Uh, this also looks like." What Emma Frost had on during some something of X Men, or whatever. Really? Would be. I'm sitting here like, okay. Really? Yeah. It, it, yeah. If you go see uh, uh, Newsarama's article on it, on okay, supposed to, you'll see that. I'm like, oh, sure. I guess that's one way to take it. But you know, it is what it is. Anywho, um, so that's the thing. That post came out today. Go go, bouncing all its glory. Right. I was going to say, um, I think, I forget, was it the Kevin Smith? Was it the, was it Fat Man Beyond I was listening to uh, <laughs> today? Uh-huh. Uh, um, that where they were talking about this, and I think, uh, you know, this is uh, Kevin Smith and Mark Bernard. Yes. And I think, I think they were joking about how if... Uh, Gal Gadot has to spin in place to put that that, that shiny uniform <laughs> on. And I think that would make a lot of Linda Carter era Wonder Woman fans very happy. Or even if she did it in the first one, yeah, totally. That would be dope. Oh. Actually, wait, <laughs> did she? No, she didn't. I was about to say, did she not do that um, all, yeah, already? Did. Yeah, uh, she did. That would have been that would have been great. Anywho, uh, oh. next up. Next up, Warner Brothers has revealed that Lupin third creator Monkey Punch's uh, Aquaman collaboration. So Monkey Punch is a name of uh, famed manga artist Kazuhiko Kato. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's collaborated on a drawing of Arthur Curry Aquaman shortly before his passing. So the art was shared on Twitter by Warner Brothers Japan. Yep, if you're watching the the, uh, video, you can see said artwork. Uh, yeah, right there, which did get used in the movie, or at least a version. Well, it's the same version, but you know what I'm saying. Right. Clearly, the two side by side don't look the exact same, but it's you know it's there. Um, so that's cool. Uh, yes, right, because um, Kato-san had recently passed, and I guess they dug that up some kind of way. Um. Star Trek's William Shatner reveals that if he'd return as Captain Kirk. And um, Shatner says, sure, he would. A well, you know, a well-written thing. Not unlike uh, Star Trek V, which he directed. Um, <laughs> I certainly would. Absolutely. And then it goes into, hey, the fact he died in Generations and... Um, Shatner goes on to say that he wouldn't he wouldn't star in a, in a new series but wouldn't rule out the possibility of a cameo which given what's out like we know the Picard series is coming and Discovery is still a thing and, and I would imagine they would go for a young version of, of Kirk if they were going to put him in Discovery because mm-hmm. we've already seen Pike and Spock's already there a version of Spike's already there so don't think unless Pet Shatner is on there for not not Kirk reasons, I don't know. Or some kind of time travel thing, which they've done. Either way, it's, you know, it's two cents. Moving right along. Alrighty, next up, uh, Masters of the Universe movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Summoned by the power of Grayskull, a new release date. Yep. So, watch apparently... Watch it sometimes, if you care about this. I'm sorry? I said, if you care about this, sometimes watching the videos. Uh, so it's, oh, yeah. 
So the Not release date is so. March 2021. Yep. So look forward to that. Possibly no Dolph Lundgren attached as per yet. Thank goodness. <laughs> you get a nice story to wrap up the cinematic news. I do. Yes, I still need to watch this actually, and that is the Dungeons and Dragons. Wait, 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 wait! You haven't watched this yet? I have been sitting on this for a few days. Yes, and I still. Oh yeah, yeah. Huh? Oh wait, Swamp Thing cancellation tied to North Carolina accounting error. I thought I saw something about some North Carolina thing, so I guess it had to do with this. But I feel like there's been other things that contributed to Swamp Thing not being around. Either way, because um, he doesn't make anybody's heart sing. That's a wild thing, but anyway. Yes, nice try, though. I, I, I'm going to applaud you for that one. Either way. <laughs> well done. All right. Uh, the Dungeons and Dragons cartoon finally gets an ending and a car ad. So if you're of a certain vision, uh, vintage, you are aware of the fact that on Saturday mornings, there was a Dungeons and Dragons cartoon very loosely based on the, 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 um, the role-playing game of uh, Significant Note. And I say very, very loosely, because it was, which was produced by TSR, Marvel Productions, and Toei. You know, I have just happened to have the set, not too, you know, just within arm's reach. Nice. Uh, but it never ended. It ran 26 episodes, and they didn't get home. So basically, it was a, a group of teenagers who went on a ride in the amusement park, ended up in the Dungeons & Dragons world. They don't specifically say any place in particular. They mean it was dungeon, this Dungeon Master person who keeps disappearing on them. He's basically their Yoda, like, almost very literally. Gives them their weapons and they go on adventures against Tiamat and Venture, who... Um, right, I mean, Tiamat's no joke, so... Right, yeah, with Tiamat being a dun- an actual Dungeon Dragons thing, I'm not sure if Venture, Venture was, uh, but he was the main villain. Tiamat was just there screwing stuff up. But they fought him every now and then. Like I said, t- 26 episodes. They never got home. But apparently this car ad does something about that. It's really well done. It's surprisingly well done. Like, yeah. it's the last place you would expect to see these characters. And I immediately uh, forwarded forwarded the video to uh, friends of mine who I played uh, Dungeons & Dragons with back in the day. <laughs> nice. And they were all going absolutely that uh, ish crazy. Right, who I assume are familiar with the, the with the cartoon, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Um shout out to the, Diana the Acrobat, who is obviously a not a character in a, a not a class in the Dungeons and Dragons uh, mythos, but was in the cartoon. Uh, cause she was a cutie. Anywho, but yeah, as you could also well, uh, know that this was not something that was done here in the U.S. Cause it probably would have been done, wouldn't have been done. I think this is in, yeah, so Sci-Fi Wire notes Dungeons and Dragons is still it's Brazil. Parker, Parker. It, could, it was Brazil, I think, because right. talk, well, it says, well, it says Dungeons and Dragons is still remarkably popular in Brazil. That's not saying, again, I'm assuming that's the cartoon, which is, right. which is like from 84, 85, if that. 1984, 85. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, from 83 to 85. Excuse me, so I was right. Yeah, so go figure. It is a, yeah, a live-action Brazilian car commercial from French automaker Renault. Well, yeah. time you heard from Renault. They're big in other places. Clearly. 
I would hope so. <laughs> Including France, I'd hope. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, that is it for cinematic news. I will definitely watch that. Um, yeah, I don't know what kept me from actually watching the, the, the thing because this was right up my alley. All right, so we're going to transition. Meanwhile, at the Hall of Justice. Nice. Over to uh, comic book news. Uh-huh. Was there any clickbait you wanted to touch on before he was on I mean, there's some stuff in there. Jim Zub did a TED Talk about being raised by dragons. He's speaking of Dungeons & Dragons. He's real big in Dungeons & Dragons. He even writes books for them. And, you know, does you see him on Twitter talking about his... You know his things, so there's that. There's a uh, anatomy of an anti-hero talking about lone wolf and cub, which I know we That's did a similar cool. thing, but it's always good. Um, oh, there was a thing. Um, yes, living in the shadow of next wave, or looking at the making of uh, magic of a comic book classic. That's next wave, which is awesome. You should definitely go read next wave. It's great stuff. Oh, uh, Warren Ellis banger. Um, let's see. Oh, somebody watched uh, the two Incredible Hulk movies and had some thoughts. And there's a superhero playlist that apparently somebody put together with a bunch of, bunch of, bunch of, bunch of songs. Okay. So, yeah, amongst other things, you know, ch- ch- click the uh, section chock full of stuff this week. Cool. I'm going to have to listen into that TED Talk and the uh, Anatomy of an Antihero and read that. So that's cool. All righty. All So our first story in comic book news, Jason Aaron's final Thor story is kicking off in August. So in the wake of uh, War of the Realms, uh, longtime Thor scribe Jason Aaron, who's also written most of War of the Realms, is beginning the final act of his God of Thunder epic this coming August. So it's only a few months away. This news is coming out of Marvel official solicitations for the month, which reveals that Thor number 16 will be the kickoff of Jason Aaron's final Thor story. And I'm sure will be a sad days for both um, Agents 70 and anyone else who's been along that ride. It's been a long ride. I think it's been going on for the most for for for, for most of the t- for the majority of the time that we've been on the air mm. that we've been recording. Yeah. Like probably definitely probably before I got on. So I think so. I mean I'd have to go back and check the calendars, but it says uh, here, yeah, I, Aaron began his long running saga in twenty twelve with Thor uh, yeah. Thunder number one. There it is. With uh with uh Isaac Ribic as doing the art. So yeah. There it is. It's been a long I, road. Yeah, because I've been reading Thor and I was one of the the, the only uh, members of the panel who was reading Thor. Uh, on a regular basis uh, yeah. back then. Yeah, yeah, you were you would definitely be glowing about it too, in spots. Oh, absolutely. Well, you know, especially when uh, you know the God War stuff really starts to pick up. Hmm. And I think we kind of got sold on at least part of it when Thor's <laughs> when the sure. when Secret Wars uh, Thor's uh, miniseries. I think we all loved the hell out of that one. Yes. That was a great concept. Oh, I, really I was cool. just filing those comics away, to be honest. Mm. That's yeah. so funny. Actually, let me go back and read that. Cause that you know. Basically, if you have not read it, Thor's was a Secret Wars uh, miniseries, and Secret Wars pretty much had a bunch of uh, multiverses, multiple things all mixed together. But regardless, Thor's was the story of um, 
the Thors being a bunch of detectives, or like the Green Lanterns, you know. Right, they were like a police force in the in the world that Doom had created. Right, but in, in this case, it, it read like homicide life on the street, mm-hmm. and it was glorious. It was great stuff. So. I can't remember how it ended, but it doesn't really matter. But if you ever get a chance to go read to read that, it doesn't really matter the whole the other Secret War stuff, because uh, that's kind of sort of self-contained within the world. So you really don't need to necessarily know what's going on around it to 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 get into it. But yeah, if you ever get a chance, go check that out. So we get back to this news and say that I'm going to take all of these to one, two, three, four. Five, yeah, I didn't even. Four. Is this like did this drop today or no? Well, I think the last couple might have dropped today, but no, this has been the, within okay. the last couple of days. I just haven't been uh, uh, closely monitoring uh, the, inter- the interwebs for this, so this is this is cool stuff. And actually, the first one was I think might have been a couple of days ago. Hang on, I'm okay. which um, what we're talking about is, and I'm kind of I have a beef with uh, this first one. Wait, what happened? What the hell? Did they change it again? They certainly did. Oh, yeah. So here's the thing that that Newsarama has done. So let me go ahead and get into the story. So there is a... um, This may be the mysterious uh, Marvel event that... um, That was on the books coming that no one knew about. That I think was for... Not December, it was for... Was it for August or for December? I can't remember. But regardless, there was, an, there was an event that was coming that nobody really knew about, and this might be it. We don't know. But, and it's called No Compromise, No Mercy. Uh, I believe Bleeding Cruel has an article saying it could be a follow-up to another follow-up, which was of No Road Home, uh, the Avengers tie-in. And uh, we've been getting a bunch of teaser images with people who are going to be involved with this, um, with this event. So it started off with Blade, then it was uh, Monica Rambo. So here's what Newsarama has been doing, right? They use the same article, but it's been adding to it. Right. So when I saw their article, they 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 would put out on Twitter it says Monica Rambo joins you know joins uh, no compromise, no surrender. I mean no mercy. But it linked to this and it had Blade on it, not her. Okay. And she wasn't even on the article when they when they did that. So was, I think she was first, and then the Blade came on. But she but they didn't but. You know, they didn't mention her in the article, but they had it in the tweet. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Monica Rambeau, but it went to just Blade. So then, so all they're doing is basically adding to us other people. So all these other articles that I was going to go through, it's kind of unnecessary now because other people have been teased um, with this event. So it's Monica Rambeau, Blade, Wiccan, uh, Angela, Hellstrom. And Winter Soldier. That's weird. Yeah, so um, so that's the lineup. Which of these things don't exactly belong with the other? Hi, Bucky. Right. Or any of them for that matter. Well, actually, well, I mean, I don't know. No, everyone else has some magic based, even Spectrum, is, even though it's kind of sci fi. Mm. You know. That's, uh, I, I would argue that. You know, the one that right. doesn't match is Bucky. <laughs> I don't know. I would argue that Spectrum doesn't either, but sure. Oh no, she doesn't match either. Like of the, but the one that doesn't match the most is Bucky. True, I, I agree with you there. 
So, you know, we don't know whether we still don't know anything about the plot or anything. We just, you know, got a bunch of teasers that, hey, these few folks are going to be there. But apparently on uh, June 11th on Marvel.com slash reveal, all will be revealed. So stay tuned next week is when we when we find out a little bit more about what's going to happen. I should have asked him about that. Why? Because he may, maybe he knows something ahead of time, but probably not. Um, it's an announcement that's going to happen on Marvel's website. Right. That it's probably still. But there could wraps. be some buzz about it before, yeah, you know, before right. then. But uh, but like I said, bleeding cool was kind of like saying that it could be a follow up to No Surrender, No. Uh, I keep wanting to say No Surrender, Road, No Retreat, and that's a movie, but No mm-hmm. Road Home, the the Avengers thing uh, event that we just had, which would kind of make sense given that you know Monica Rambeau and Blade were both a part of that. But the rest of these people, eh, I don't know. Exactly. So, so again, right. we'll see. So next up, uh, you can take the one after all of that. Uh, fear of the future. Don't fear these the mysterious future. powers of X mutants. A new powers of X teaser shows three characters, two of which have been depicted in previous scene art, previously seen art, who appear to be amalgamations of existing Marvel mutants, along with the phrase "fear the future." Mm-hmm. As, as opposed to Fear and the Reaper. Okay. Yes. Uh, anyway, Powers of X will be out July 31st. And, which, I mean, there's been stuff said about this this event. I know there was, there's been articles about it already. For some strange reason, I've chosen not to read them. <laughs> uh, including kind of this one. Because this basically looks like a, a, a Infinity Wars, but for mutants. Oh, awesome. No. Did I did I did I break it already? I could have. Yeah. Because if you look at this picture, I mean, just saying. Anyway, we'll see. And I'm actually, you know, we've talked about what Hickman's done in the past, and uh, it, we'll see what he's going to do for the mutants on this one. I may actually end up checking this out. Uh, Marvel has quietly introduced the third eye of Agamotto. We talked about this before then, um, before we started uh, recording. And uh, apparently, so I read saw this article and was like, "Wait, where did where did the other Eye of Agamotto come to? Like, was it because the first one got broken up and they remade another one?" And apparently, according to uh, Agent Seventy, one shows up, which he thought this one was shows up in Tony Stark Iron Man of from this week. Correct. Correct. Uh, But apparently, according to this article. uh, one gets alluded to or comes out in Savage Avengers number two, which Agent Seven also read, but he didn't 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 see that. So I'm thinking maybe it was something alluded to in there that wasn't quite, wasn't quite clear, or something. Very strange. Yes, and not the Doctor, who's not exactly there. Who's um, normally the wielder of the original Eye of Agamotto. Right, and I know Doctor Voodoo had one when he was the Sorcerer Supreme, or he mm. had it when he was Sorcerer Supreme, but I assume it, the same one had been given back. And he's, you know. So, apparently, like I said, there's three of them. Um, and then don't think it even says where the third one is in here, as, as you tried to um, figure out. But as you said, it's in Tony Stark's book. So go figure why they didn't mention, mm-hmm. <laughs> the, mention the second one. Very well, there was an article about it that we just missed. I don't, that I just missed. Who knows? Regardless, yep, that's the thing. The three of them, maybe they all come together in some sort of Triforce. 
next. Next up, Marvel Marvel's editor in chief is teasing more permanent comic deaths. Yeah, comics deaths. Yeah, right. I kind of believe it. There's, I I feel like they've well again you know my crusade for you know about the the Bill Fostering of of folks. I feel like that you know that's the whole thing even though we got his nephew now. But regardless. Uh, C.B. Sabolsky said that death might start being a little bit more permanent inside the Marvel Universe. Um, and I think he goes on to say, I don't want death to be used to boost sales, which it was, or to be used as a shock value, which it was. This me editorializing within, within this. Or so people, oh God, Johnny Stone's dead, or Wolverine is dead, because he dies and always comes back, knowing they're going to come back, which we do get. We, we have said on this very program many and plenty of times. Uh, if we choose to do it now, we're going to add a little bit more weight and permanence to this decision. So we will see if that um, definitely holds up. And it goes on to say that pretty much every every major character has died, <laughs> which is true, mm-hmm. to have come back at some point. Or specifically, uh, I guess, Avengers, main Avengers and Hawkeye. So, yeah, right. moving right along. Uh, Marvel hires Jeremy West as manager, licensed publisher. So, congratulations to him, to whoever this person is. Um, apparently, he used to work for Scholastic for six years, and now he works for Marvel. And it's a dream come true. Sure. Congrats nice. to whoever this person is. Right. Can I get so our next Marvel? story? Yeah. Please? I'd like to get Marvel to hire him. Yeah, uh, the next story is a repeat of a previous story, so I'm going to move on to the next one, which is Tom King promises Wally West is primed for big things after Heroes in Crisis. Hmm, I don't know how I did that. I actually didn't know how to miss that, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um... So, so last week we saw the uh, the finale of uh, Heroes in Crisis. And we were trying to figure out what the hell is going on with Wally West, what they're going to do, do with him. And Tom King spoke with uh, CVR Concord Resources earlier this month and uh, said that, um, you know, there's uh, big things in store for Wally West in the, in the future. Yes. And his story's far from over. Yep. And speaking of... Um, here is the crisis. Uh, Tom King clarifies how a DC hero died because apparently some, which it was a question that we actually had uh, coming out of that because a bunch of people died but only a few came back. Apparently there is at least there is a, actually one death and apparently uh, Tom King said that um, it was a big oopsie by the way the page was ripped, written. As it was, so somebody asked him uh, on Twitter so did Wally kill Lagoon Boy? And Tom King says, absolutely not. The scene takes place inside Lagoon's boy's mind as the speed force hits him. Uh, it's a great question. That page is not written well. A big regret of mine. So, Lagoon boy is not dead? Okay. I guess. But a bunch of people are. Or the goon boy dead is dead, but not by I it's because it still doesn't necessarily clarify the fact that whether he's dead or not, or maybe I'm dense. I'll read, I guess, at some point. 
Because he's basically saying, okay, this is his mind. So if it's in his mind, that means he's not dead. Or the scene that we see him dies. But... But... That still doesn't clarify the fact that whether he's actually dead or not. I mean, maybe maybe I'm reading this wrong. And maybe we're putting too much time on us because that, that's... The whole ending was a head scratcher, and we should move along as quickly as we can. It happens. Alrighty, next up, uh, DC Inc. The imprint announces Teen Titans Beast Boy graphic novel, and has revealed the cover. Teen Titans. Although the first book in DC Inc.'s Teen Titans series hasn't yet released, the imprint has already announced another entry: Beast Boy. Yep, and if you're watching the video, you can see the what presumes to be the cover of uh, said book. Okay. Um, sure. Next up, Batman Damned. Remember that book? Um, <laughs> finale pushed back on schedule again. I did not know this was still even coming out. Because it's been, what, three, four months? Something like that. Or I feel like it's been longer than that because I think this thing started at the beginning of the year and it's been five months. Or, I don't know. Anyway, so uh, there's an update from the 30th that says that Batman Damned number three has slid back to June 26th. Uh, this is the fifth rescheduling of Brian Alzarello's and Lee uh, Bermejo's finale issue. Uh, with the previous update moving it to June 3rd. So, wait, does this must have got canceled? Because this one was more than three issues. It should have been more than three issues. No, it was only supposed to be three issues. Oh, really? Huh. Well, guess You remember the first one was with the genitalia? I do remember that, yes. And then they, 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 they um, slid the second one so they could make some changes to it, possibly, because they had more genitalia in it. Um, and, again, that was still a bunch of months ago. And I don't know if anybody on the panel was reading it anyway. I mean, outside that first one that we all read. Right. So, regardless, hey, it's coming to an end um, soon. <laughs> at, at all right. Month. Uh, next up, DC announces a Joker Harley Criminal Sanity Black Label series. Just like Batman Damn, this is also going to be a Black Label series. And uh, just like the Beast Boy, um, just like the Beast Boy one that was that we just talked about, written by the same person who's doing that one, Kami Garcia. Okay. With it's uh, supposed to run for nine issues. Uh, yeah, which uh, will team with artists Mike Mayhew and Miko Suyan. Alrighty. So yeah, they apparently can't keep uh, Joker and Harley apart. Which you know, uh, deceased two had a scene with him, and I'm sitting, was in there sitting, thinking to myself, like you could have just called him. <laughs> you didn't have to go see him, especially what 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 we knew what was going on in that book. Anyway, um, so yeah, this is another like a black label uh, imprint book, and. Um, Guess what? Just send around Joker and Harley. I'm not even going to go into the plot. Next, um, I guess some sad news. Maybe I don't. I don't, I don't know. Booms WWE title canceled after 55, uh, 25 issues. Yeah, that's yeah, sure. Uh, I don't think anyone on the panel was reading, or especially the the more wrestling engaged folk on the panel was reading this book 
So not that that means anything, but you know, I guess it was a good run. I don't know. Who knows? Regardless, mm-hmm. next up. Uh, next up, big spoiler bell. Oh, uh, that was the site, which is auto playing because oh, IGN spoiler bell, spoiler bell, spoiler bell. Yes. So there is apparently a shocking twist rocking the Walking Dead comic in issue number one hundred ninety-two, which was released this week on Wednesday. Yes, and uh, in our back channel, uh, the only person who was actually interested, as far as I know, in that book access that well in, in that world asked if anyone else had written it and I'm pretty sure it was Crooked's. Yeah. Somebody I mean, well. we're all familiar with it. You know, yes. we know some of the main characters, but none of us have been reading it for 192 issues. Or watching the show for that matter. You um, know, that's and, a lot of issues. Yeah. So, apparently, um, hey, spoiler alert, um, Rick Rams died. I rang the bell. Yeah, I rang the bell. No worries. Yeah. Rick Rams is dying. Or Rick died at the end of uh, issue 192. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. No, it says, it says issue 191 ended with an unexpected shocker as the triumphant Rick Grimes managed to avert war between Alexandria and the Commonwealth, only to be shot by Sebastian Milton, the spoiled son of former mayor of Pamela Milton. Yeah, some punk kid. Yeah. It's a stupid way to go out. Yeah, but, the uh, outlook was already grim at that point, and you shouldn't waste no time before establishing that, that Rick is indeed gone. Sebastian shoots Rick several more times to town before fleeing, leaving Rick to bleed to death in the lonely hours until sun, sunrise. Crazy. And to be discovered by his... Uh... Oh, wow, so it goes further. Rick's, Rick's body was discovered by Carl, which was in, which also answers the question I had, which... um was that wait did he turn and sure enough yes he, he did, did. Yeah. and forcing his own son to kill his dad now if that's not overkill I don't know what is <laughs> uh, but hey you know that's the thing end of an era I guess which I guess mirrors oh shit I guess it does mirror the um the show to a certain extent yeah but yeah. they don't want to focus on Rick Grimes as much Right, because he was no longer on the show, and I believe there was some elaborate. Uh, I don't know if he he died, but because um, I think those. Well, no, they wrote him off. Yeah, they definitely they, wrote him off. They wrote him off, but they definitely killed Carl, which is different. Oh, did they? Yeah, they killed Carl on the show. Oh, weird. So Carl yeah, is I think still. That was a while ago, uh, wasn't it? I'm sorry. Wasn't that a while ago? It's been some time, I believe. And I know. I think he and Michonne had another kid. Uh, you lost me there. I think, and she's not on the show anymore. Something like I don't know. I don't. You lost it doesn't me matter. There. Yeah, well, I probably lost myself. I don't pay attention to that show, so it doesn't matter. Uh, anyway, that's the thing that happened in the comics. Moving right along. Um, twenty nineteen Russ Manning Awards nominees announced. Uh, the prize presented annually since 1982 at San Diego Comic Con is given to a comic artist who early in their career shows a superior knowledge and ability in the arts of uh, creating comics uh, I will not go through the um, the nominees but congrats to everybody nominated it's, it's an honor to be nominated I think so and last but not least I kind of wish I had gotten this one, but never mind. Go Why is that? Because you wanted to do the mimicking? Yep. Go ahead. 
Guess what? They're bringing micro machines back. No John Machida, um, uh, to be heard of. And I was going to actually try to do a serious <laughs> speed thing, but I'm that in this late. So that's not so bad. I mean, micro machines returning to, to, to stores in 2020. Hasbro is teaming up with Wicked Cool Toys to bring a classic brand back to, to store shelves. Yeah, micro machines, one of the hottest toys that hit retailers throughout the 80s and 90s, is hitting the gas once more and speeding back into the spotlight beginning in 2020. Yeah, nowhere near, nowhere near John Machines. Come on. I'm not a speed reader like that. Come on. Um, neither am I. That's why I flubbed it. But um, regardless, this is it's not comic related, but it's kind of cool regardless. This is, again, if you're of a certain yeah. independence, you know of micro machines. You also know the commercials. Yeah, so. I knew it more for the commercials. Right. And also for the... Um, they were still creating micro machines. Um, Star Wars. Uh, I thought so, yeah. Uh, miniatures up until relatively recently if i'm not mistaken so that's why i'm kind of curious to know when they actually stop making anything mm. and i don't believe it's uh, as a line you know what i mean right yeah and it doesn't doesn't seem like it says here but it says throughout the 80s and 90s so it, at some point it stopped um, right but like i said as uh, as recently as a year or two ago, I could have sworn I saw some Micromission Star Wars stuff. Should have does it wasn't like a Matchbox thing or not a Matchbox? Uh, it could have been Matchbox, but I, you know, you, you know what? Come to think of it, it could have been Matchbox, but I could I swear Matchbox is doing it. It might have been Hot Wheels. So, because I don't even see Hot uh, Matchbox that often. I see more Hot Wheels than anything. Mm. So, ain't no telling. Some somebody was still out there. But regardless, hey, that's the thing. Alrighty. It's, uh, and that is it. Uh, hit us up with one more ad, sir. Last ad reader of the night for Blue Apron's meal delivery service. Blue Apron, fresh ingredients and incredible recipes delivered weekly to your door. Skip the grocery store and make incredible meals at home with Blue Apron. Always shipped free right to your home. And now the listeners of the Comic Book Chronicles can get $30 off your first Blue Apron order. To place your first order with $30 off and to help keep our show free for you. Go to our network website at cspn.us. That's cspn.us. Then click on the Keep Our Podcasts free link at the top of the page. From there, scroll down to the Blue Apron link and sign up for your first order. Blue Apron through cspn.us. Do it today. And as we come to an end of another episode of this here Cumber Chronicles, we would like to thank you all for coming out. Uh, we will be back next week, same time, same well, same time ish, same. Yeah, no movie protocols next week, no. No, because I think the next one is Far From Home. Well, not Far From, yeah, Far From Home, and I don't think that's. Yeah, that's that's not until the end of the month. Right. So now we we think we're sprinkler unless something comes up. Um, well, come to think of it, uh, which we call it, I think it's because July Fourth falls on a Thursday, right? So I think we may not even have, we may have holiday protocols if no one's around. Because um, I think uh, I got my ticket already, and it was for that Tuesday. So yeah, right. That's what I mean. Think, yeah. So yeah. So yeah. That's what I mean. So that might even be an issue then. But stay tuned to our individual Twitter accounts for that piece of information. Which Righto. I'm pretty sure we've already mentioned. Uh, and that information is uh, you can find me, Roddy Cat, at Roddy Cat on Twitter. 
and uh, News Nice Need on Twitter, News Nice Need Reddit. You can find me at uh, CBCaps the Instagram. Agent underscore 70. What is going on there? Thank you. Agent underscore 70 on uh, Twitter and Instagram. PC and underscore dirt on Twitter. Uh, uh, Pop Culture Net on Twitter. PopCultureNetwork.com and all of those umbrella sites in there. Tim D-O-G-G-9-8 at that right there. And also the Click Nation. That's D-K-L-I-Q-N-A-T-I-O-N on Twitter. TheClickNation.com. Same spelling. Uh, and of course, comic book resources where he's writing his face off. We will be back next week. Like I said, same bet time, same bet channel-ish. Uh, we start recording 9.30. We might as well go ahead and say that. Because 9.30-ish. We're weird like that. You love us still. Um, this has been the Comic Book Chronicles, and we are gone. Peace. One. Good evening, Britain. Would you believe it's, it's Dr. Doom? What's on your evil mind? Oh, you didn't.